Good morning, friends. Oh, have I, I've never been more amazing in my life. And so I wanted to join you live from the peace of Mother Nature. And so I'm sitting out under this tree that has been calling me. Um, I've been doing what's called grounding this week. And um, this tree has become my favorite place to ground. And for those of you who are less familiar with grounding, um, my daughter, this is just a funny side story. She said, I wish your city self could see you right now. <laughs> and so if you're like me and are in the hustle and hurry of life and you just feel like if you stop, you'll sink and drown, um, grounding is a very interesting concept. You root into the earth and connect deeply. So there's energetic frequencies. We are all energy, right? And there's these energetic frequencies that are present in nature. And so the concept of grounding is keeping your bare feet on the ground. Um, there's a little bit of morning dew outside, so I'm actually sitting on a blanket. I'm also very CDO, because who wouldn't alphabetize OCD? and don't really love to get dirty, so I tend to like to ground on a blanket. Um, maybe someday I'll evolve and be fully grounded, but right now I'm transitioning from that city hurry and hustle to embracing the stillness and slowness that accompanies country life and this lifestyle. And what's fascinating to me is a couple different things. My mind has like 400 ideas at a time, and I'm like, oh, I wasn't gonna go there, but I think I should, um, is that when we first moved to the country, I remember telling my mom, wow, mom, this is fascinating. My roles and responsibilities are the same. As a leader in running a learning and performance organization, as a mom, our extracurriculars with horses, everything was the same. But the how changed. It was so peaceful and calm and still. And in all honesty, it brought a lot of confusion. It brought a lot of guilt. I felt very guilty that my friends were still in the hustle and hurry and chaos of life. And I was experiencing this peaceful stillness and calm. And then fast forward a few months after we moved in, or actually, no, we moved in at the end of June and um, the very first week of July, I went flying off my daughter's horse and got a concussion and dislocated my hip. And so then you want to talk about peaceful productivity. I had to slow down and still my mind um, to be able to function. I mean, the dizziness, I would flip forward and then around. It was like riding the zipper at a carnival, if you know what that ride is. And it made me so nauseous and gave me massive headaches. And it was really scary to wonder what's happening in my brain. And um, I had to take naps throughout the day or do a reset of my visual cortex manages the minutes. I literally used to be like, hashtag manage the minutes. I put my silverware away in the dishwasher so that it takes only seconds to pull out all the forks together, all the knives together, all the spoons together, because that saves seconds every time a load of dishes is done and all those seconds add up to minutes and all those minutes add up to hours throughout the year. I even clean my home in a particular sequence so that I don't have to backstep and lose minutes of my day. So for those of you who miss the hurry and hustle, girls, I know what that's like. And I'm telling you, there's another way of being. And I hope that it doesn't take a concussion and dissipate it or the worst that happened to me, 
this diagnosis with a very aggressive high growth tumor and cancer, um, which was accompanied by a layoff two days prior. So this beautiful year and move to the country ended with a layoff and cancer diagnosis. And you want to talk about having your world rocked and the grand invitation to a different way of living. And that's what we're here to talk about today is integration. I've been thinking a lot about how our personal and professional lives are so integrated, yet we try to separate them. I used to try to mask up and go into the workplace as if everything was fine. And I know a lot of you do the same thing. And yet it's at the integration between our personal and professional lives that we discover the essence of our being. We are human beings, not human doings. And so I was living in that hustle and hurry, doing all the things to be highly successful. And those things worked. Yet cancer brought this awakening of where I had the realization, and I wanna invite you to join me in this. And I would love to hear in the chat in any way. If it does, I would love to hear it in the comments. Type it in the chat. And that is this thought that we've focused all our lives on what we do. We've been asked the wrong question. As little kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I kind of jokingly, as I, I've become kind of known for courageous career change, um, I'm a big believer in mental agility and thinking outside of the box and creative thinking and um, I kind of came into being an expert on creative courageous career change by accident um, that was what when I looked at what do I help people with the most I help people pivot with purpose they want to make a change and they're not sure how and that that's what I've felt called to do like that really because of my own story it wasn't something I studied in the university and it went out with intention to do yet that has become what brings me the greatest joy because often people feel trapped and stuck in the workplace that as it exists where they're at and there's so much freedom and flexibility and abundance that exists when you're ready to make that courageous career change so if that's you I would love to invite you to join me next month for training or towards the end of this month I'm still uh, finalizing dates and getting my my tech teams building out my funnel um, and so it'll be late October early November um, and if you feel called to make a change related to your career, because your career evolves your lifestyle, I wanna invite you to join me. We've been focused so much on what we do, when really the true foundation of our success lies in who we are. And so that is this week's message, my friends, is to make that shift from what do you do to who are you? When I was faced with that cancer diagnosis, I knew the moment my daughter said, what happens to me if you die? I thought, I have to become a different person right now. And when we make instrumental shifts in our lives, we have to figure out who we are going to be in this moment. And I had to ask myself, who am I going to be? Am I going to be the scared, shitless person? I felt that way right, right at the beginning of diagnosis. That's how I felt. And so I thought, am I gonna be this person? Or am I gonna invite a new way of being into this journey? And I, right away, my medical team started using the word survivor. 
And as someone who specializes in helping people form their identity and be to be courageous and make change in your life, you've got to reinvent yourself. You have to create a new identity for yourself. And so I started thinking about my own reinvention and my own identity. And I was hearing my medical team use the word survivor all the time. And that strengthened me and I thought I'm a survivor. And then I thought, I'm courageous. And then I thought, I'm a researcher by nature. I'm a scholar. I'm going to be an investigative researcher and learn about the power of foods and biobehavioral choices to combat this disease. They initially thought, given the, um, that it was the most aggressive tumor type and had a KI-67, which describes its growth patterns um, on a scale of zero to 20 plus and mine was a 51, we thought we would have to do full mastectomy, person. I, I've learned, thanks, I'm so grateful for High Performance Research and Brendan Burchard and all of the amazing team of certified high performance coaches that I work alongside because that research told me high performers trust in their ability to figure things out. And I started to learn, I trust myself. That's who I am. And I, I know I have figured out all the hard days so far. I have figured out divorce. I have figured out unplanned pregnancy. I have figured out single motherhood. I have figured out legal battles beyond what the, what anyone should ever endure. And I've made it, right? And not only have I made it, but I made it while being a loving mother, while being proud of who I am, while making a contribution to others' lives and doing things that bring me meaning and fulfillment. And that has reached a level of success that most couples never reach. And so I feel this sense of pride in, in that and such a strong desire to share that with others. So part of the high performance leadership community is we are all leaders. Each and every day we lead the most difficult person on the planet and that person is ourselves. And it starts with who we are. So if you're in need of a reinvention, if you're ready to make courageous career change and you know that right now you're stuck and it's starting to feel like that hustle and hurry has lost its zeal, it's not as interesting anymore. It's like, this was fun, I've learned I can do the thing and it's not bringing me all that joy, meaning and fulfillment that it used to. If that's you, I would love to invite you to join me for my live launch challenge that's gonna be coming up. It'll be five days. I would love to hear your feedback. Would you like to go live at 8 a.m. Pacific, which is 10 a.m. Mountain? No, I'm messing this all up. Ah, I can't get time zones right. Tell me, just tell me what time would you like to go live and put your time zone beside your vote. How about that? I'm thinking 10 a.m. Mountain is really good because you've started your day. You can create a break for yourself and hold space on your calendar for you. Noon also works well because that's your lunch break and you can have a working lunch and a lunch and learn. We could do it that way. We could also do evenings if you'd prefer to have your work day and then a healthy 
be nourishing meal, take care of your family responsibilities, and do like a 6 p.m., that works too. I'm here to serve you. I'm so excited. I'm sitting in front of, here's my build. This is what I'm grounding in today. I've got the manuscript of my book and I'm working on my final revisions for that. I've got my course that I'm building. I've got my favorite notebook and all of these wonderful ideas. I am just so excited to be spending that time with you and inviting you to create space to shift from what you do to who you are. That is the most critical shift that you have to make. You've probably focused on all the what. If you want to be a coach, you focused on what program. If you want to be a course creator, you focused on the funnel, the lead magnet, the email list, all the things. I know I've been guilty as charged, did the same thing. Um, if you want to be an author, you focused on what is my book going to be about? How should I tell the story? Is it fiction or nonfiction? Do I really want to disclose that much information and have this personal memoir out in the world? Maybe it should be fiction. Maybe it's nonfiction. Maybe it's a how-to, right? You've been focused on all the what, which I don't know about you, but even just talking about that raises my anxiety levels. And when we focus on the who, there's a sense of peace when you can look at who you are. And I wanna help you stand in what, what um, the authors of the book, The Gap and the Gain, call the gain. If you look back at where you've been and the journey forward to where you are today, you've learned some incredible things. And instead of standing in the gap between where you are now and where you wanna be and feeling like you're not enough and feeling like you've gotta focus on all the what's and you can't figure out how to juggle that many things all at one time, I'm here to tell you that's not how it works. The greatest degree of success you will ever experience starts with who. That is your firm foundation. Your firm foundation is who you are. And once we get that aligned, we situate who you are and your uniqueness and what you bring to the table, you're able to go after the promotion to ask for the raise, to make courageous career changes, to launch your impact business. You can do whatever you want, sweet friend. And that is also an overwhelming thing. One of the things that I've been overwhelmed by over the past couple of weeks is the notion that, wow, I can do anything I want. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. And I wanna help you dream again. I wanna help you ignite that fire that's within you in a world filled with chaos and pain that we can still be rays of light that radiate so brightly that we lift up our children, we lift up our families, we lift up our communities. If you're called to do that, we need to work together, not alone. Because what do you notice about the embers of a fire, right? We can burn so much more brightly when we so I'm here to support you. I'm here to be the keeper of that community and nurture that space where we can all grow and launch mission and impact driven businesses, advance our careers and change the outcomes of our family. There was a day where I remember being at the grocery store and my daughter wanted these things called cotton candy grapes. Only in America do we have to try to make our grapes taste like cotton candy. There was a little bit of blasphemy in that whole thought when she was like, can we get these cotton candy grapes? And they were super expensive. And um, well, I shouldn't say that. They're regular priced grapes. But at the time I was broke as a joke as an educator. 
and I could I would try to sleep through the season of bills. I hated paying my bills. I had to learn to pay them energetically from a place of gratitude. I had to learn so much about money um, to experience the financial freedom that that I've paved the way for. But um, in that moment, I had to tell her no. We bought red delicious apples and bananas because those are the cheapest healthy fruits you can get out of the grocery store with. Other fruits are very expensive. And so I want you to know if you're sitting and struggling and thinking you can't have this, yes, you can, my friend. I'm living proof of it. And I've lived in my Honda Civic right out of college. I moved up to San Francisco for a man. And uh, that relationship turned out to be hell in a handbasket. And I decided to leave. And I was making $24,000 a year as a first year teacher in San Francisco during the dot com boom in 2000. Was no place that I could qualify to live and I lived in my Honda Civic and now we're in a gorgeous 5,800 square foot home on five acres in part of the most beautiful country that I've ever imagined and one thing that's really special about this is less than 100 years ago it was illegal for someone like me to do this. So where are my fellow game changers, visionaries, and disruptors at? Can I get an amen on a Thursday? We can do hard things, my friends. Glennon Doyle reminds us of that. We can do hard things. We can push the limits of our knowledge and abilities. That's one of my favorite habits of mind that researchers Robert Marzano, Deborah Pickering, Baina Kalik, and um, Art Costa have introduced me to way back in the days when I was a teacher, habits of mind. We can push the limits of our knowledge and abilities. We can maintain thinking flexibly, being agile in our thinking practicing metacognition and thinking about our thinking. When are we holding ourselves back and when do we need to? I've been, um, my most divine prayers right now are around rewiring my brain. And I'm very excited about the progress that I'm making. I don't know if you can feel it, but I energetically feel it. And maybe because I don't have that default mode network called ego filtering every thought and whether it's good enough or not, I'm working on that masterful rewiring of my mind. Um, mainly so that I can free myself of the fear of cancer's recurrence. I was at a retreat up in Breckenridge a few weeks ago, and um, we had this beautiful circle of women sharing their stories, and I felt safe to share. And I shared what's really difficult. And I'm going to just create a safe space for our community here and share. I was yelling at my kid. I was snapping. And I would get so upset with myself afterwards because I thought, this isn't who I am. Why have I become this person that snaps at the one I love the most in the whole wide world? And I'm breaking her down, getting so mad at stupid things she didn't do for the horses down in the barn. Like, hey, this horse needed that at 11 a.m. Why didn't you get that done? And I mean, just hammering. And afterwards, I would feel so awful. And I was... I was just devastated because who I was wasn't who I wanted to be in those moments. And so I had this beautiful space to confess this and it felt so good to let it out. And as I did, I mean, I cried, other women cried. They said they were doing it too. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. I want you to know that this community is a place where you can be safe and you don't have to be so alone. Um, I felt alone a lot in my, in my life especially as a single mom, and we don't have to live that way. We're not designed to live that way. 
And so in this community of women, we all share and realized we're not alone. And then a beautiful, intelligent woman shared that when you're battling cancer and you're fighting for your life and you're scared of recurrence because you just made it through, it's like walking through the world with a gun held to your head and you're just waiting for someone to pull the trigger. And I don't know if that resonates with you, but that was my grand invitation that it was time to change and to change big time. And I, I said, I, that, that feels right. Like that intuitively in my essence of being felt right. I knew that was true. And I thought that's why I'm, that's, and it allowed me to give myself grace because I had that understanding. And it's through community that we gain understanding. That's why we need to be together, my friends. Capital Unity Community. I always love spelling it that way. It's so important to me. Do you hear that? It's like the birds are telling us, yes, be in community. See, we work together. I can't even see them right now. They're far enough away or tucked in a tree. But they're having a little community fun. And that's what we're going to be doing, my friends. Join me, please. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. So what ended up happening that I also learned that I want to share is that my, it was like we're all a cup of water and that stress level on a normal day for myself would be around the 10 to 20% range. So I have 80% of my cup to respond to the challenges of the world. But in the battle for my life, the cup of stress was so full that the smallest little droplet would send me in a, in a freak out mode. And so we've got to learn to practice emotional awareness, to practice emotional intelligence, emotional agility, to just say, I know there's 87 emotions. Thank you, Brene Brown, for counting them all. And I can watch them come and go, just like the wind blowing through the breeze. It doesn't have to be me. You are not the emotion that you feel in that moment. I am not anger. Again, it comes back to who we are. So I want you to spend some time grounding this week. That's your personal challenge. Let's spend some time grounding. And as you're grounding, focus on who you are. Focus on the challenge that's before you and who you can be to best get through that. It's not about what you have to do. All those things will take care of themselves. I can tell you that from firsthand experience. I have been shocked that when I focus on who I am and I choose peace, and I choose love, and I choose joy. Those are my three, ooh, I just feel like the warmth of the sun getting really hot. And I'm like, okay, I get it, Mother Nature, I'm on the right track. But choosing who you wanna be, instead of what you have to do in that long list of action items that you're facing, focus there, my friends. That's your challenge this week. Spend some time grounding, get out in nature, and spend time with who you are. You might want a journal. I have a little journal that I've been keeping. It's my What You Love journal. And I've had so much fun writing in here. Like I, I've been typing a lot because my ideas tend to flow fast. But what I'm noticing is when I'm still and when I'm calm and when I choose peace and love, I can actually write in my journal. So maybe find a beautiful journal that's pages feel really good to you, that you love so much and a pen that just glides right across that page. And spend some time with yourself. Give yourself that gift. Everything will be better. My daughter sees me and she's like, I wish your city version of yourself could see you right now. 
I'm so happy. I'm so at peace. Yet there's a lot of change happening around me. Um, in the aftermath of cancer and a layoff, I had to decide, is the $7,000 a month mortgage really worth it? And while I could keep this house, I've realized I can live in other places. Would I spend a month here? I could live for four to six months other places. And I have felt a calling to live more simply. 5,800 square feet is a lot to manage. And I also feel called to create a place where I can have a retreat center and have that place built and designed for ceremonies and retreats and people to just expand who they are in their own journey as they as they walk through the midlife chapter, right? This is the part that's confusing. If you go back, like, I don't know if you're like me, the college days were so filled with excitement and vision. And, and then those early career years where the momentum's going and you're working hard. And then by this midpoint in our lives, things have come our way that we didn't anticipate, whether that's a layoff, cancer, divorce, things that don't go as planned, navigating death um, and the loss of loved ones. There's so much that happens in the middle of our lives. And the thing that breaks my heart as a teacher is school never taught us about those things. Where were we supposed to learn how to navigate these places? And so as I learn how to navigate those things, I want to have a space where we can learn together. And so that's what I'll be building next. And I have to push pause on all this and envision that, envision that from a place of my greatest creativity, which is more tuned with nature. So I'll be spending some time at the beach and spending some time in the mountains. And I'm very excited about that. And it's super non-traditional way of living. Part of me is like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be this hippie vagabond, you know. But I met a wonderful woman um, who, Emma, when I met her, she coaches amazing people like Serena Williams, and she just does so many incredible things. And the minute I met her, I crushed on her. And I was really surprised when she was like, I'm crushing on you. And I was like, oh my gosh, really, me? And I learned so much from her. She has a home in Australia, a home in Denver, and home in, I believe it's Scotland, maybe Ireland, I can't recall. But I thought, no one ever told me I could have homes in three countries. So I'm gonna start with homes in two states and see how that goes um, and just have, have many homes and many places to call home and look at who I become in that journey. So with that, our time's up, my friends. I love you so much. I, as you know, we wrap with go out and shine your love and your light into the world. Those words have more meaning for me now than ever before as I focus on who I am. And I want you to share your stories with me. Who are you? You can email me at buildingbrilliance.llc at gmail.com um, or type comments in the chat or podcast notes if you're listening via podcast. I love you all so very much and wish you a week filled.